Welcome back to the Upside Play. Today's episode is brought to you by RoyalRetros.com. If you guys are in the need for any throwback jerseys, shirts, Royal Retros has you covered. RoyalRetros.com, use promo code UPSIDEPLAY, get 10% off your order, 10% comes back to us, support your favorite podcast. Fellas, I'm joined today, Maher, Vince, Vincenzo, as we oh, like to say here. Almost and, got it, almost got it. And Patrick, uh, so four-man pod today. Guys, we're, we're in the middle of Thursday Night Football. We have some Bengals minus seven betters kind of hanging on a thread right now. Patrick, how you feeling? They're not good cover. <laughs> it's, it's 21-14 in the, in the fourth right now. Jaguars are up. Joe Ten Rose minutes left. The they're going to they're gonna stop. If they score here, they'll stop the Jaguars, and then they'll run the clock out and kick a field goal. That's just how the NFL is. Yeah, Patrick's been a – he's become sour to the NFL once it gets to the fourth quarter and he's not covering. And, I mean, for good reason. They kind of play the clock a little more than college. Maher, Joe Burrow's been balling out of control. I just want to hear your thoughts on him so far. Will this sustain the rest of the season? Yeah, I think so. He got his weapons. He looks good. <laughs> There's yeah. really no reason why he shouldn't be producing. He um, They should have honestly been killing them right now. It should be – 20 point 21 point lead right now but um everybody needs their game Jaguars you know the NFL wants them to look good so they're looking good uh Jamar Chase just got beat up in the end zone so So yeah Maher was a big doubter for Jamar Chase but I think he's come around the last couple weeks and it's hard not to with uh I think he was the NFL rookie of the month or whatever through the first three games so dude's been balling and it's it's good to show some uh not regression but it's good to show that you've come to the to the light side and come to the Jamar Chase side. No News and headlines. Um, still sticking with this game, DJ Chark broke his ankle. Um, that's at least what the report has said so far. Um, so DJ <clears throat> Chark is going to miss significant time, most likely the rest of the season. Um, I can't imagine him coming back from a broken ankle and being anywhere near productive. If you have Marvin Jones, um, start him. Visca. Yes. Mm-hmm. Marvin Jones and Visca, especially the way that Trevor Lawrence has played today. Um, James Robinson's a must start at this point as well. So not all bad, but I mean, we, we do feel bad for DJ Chark. It was a, it's tough to see him go down. He had some solid target numbers and he looked like he was kind of on the right projection to be a wide receiver one. So feel for DJ Chark and the Jaguars, another setback for urban Meyer right now. Any more comments on that? I feel like it's pretty straightforward. The dude broke his ankle. That sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Going over, we have Chuba Hubbard set to start. Um, not Chuba, Chuba set to be the starter for Carolina against the or against the Cowboys. So he's kind of a flex consideration. Uh, Mike Davis, as you guys know, he stepped into the role last year and he produced amazingly. I think he finishes the RB twelve. And the Panthers, Matt Rule just really likes to get the RB involved. What do you guys have expecting really for Chuba this week? I expect for him to at least come into a double digit carry, um, you know, role for Carolina. Um, he looked good in the limited work he had last week. Uh, Cowboys don't really have the best defense. Uh, they are playing better than we expected, but I would still lean on Chuba in a flex spot, um, you know, if I was able to pick him up on waivers. With Christian McCaffrey out, I'm kind of thinking Micah Parsons might shy off of the D-line like we've seen in the past couple of weeks and go back to linebacker. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that he's going to be on the D-line or he's going to be pushed back with the best rest of the linebacker core? I can see him play a little bit of both, but I, I, I agree. I think he's going to be playing coverage more than we've seen in the last couple of weeks. 
Yeah, especially I mean with with those guys. But the the other wrinkle is Dan Arnold is now out, so he's he's playing for Jacksonville as we speak right now. So Dan Arnold being out of the picture, who's their tight end one? Is it Tommy? It is Tommy Tremble. Yeah. So, yeah, and for that for that reason, I could definitely say see Parsons staying with the D line. They, mm-hmm. He really doesn't have a tight end that he needs to cover. And he's not going to be covering guys like Robbie Anderson, you know? So yeah. um, I, I could definitely see him doing that. And my boy, I know you say Chuba, but my boy Chuba Bubba, Hubba, Bubblegum, <laughs> that guy, um, he, he's a big guy. Parsons is a smaller linebacker. So um, Parsons is a guy who's looking good, and I wasn't high on either. So I'm looking for any reason for him to validate my <laughs> offseason prediction. And I'm hoping Chuba smacks that dude in the face this game. I mean, you're, you're being bold, you know, I mean, like it's, it's never bad to be bold, especially when you're talking the top defensive product, really the entire like sequence of the draft, everybody was expecting Micah to be the first guy off the boards. And then out of nowhere, it's JC Horn. So also it could be a revenge game there, even though JC's not going to be playing. Oh, yeah. uh, so that's kind of news and headlines, short and sweet. I, I am really excited to see what his workload looks like because he could be a fantasy steal. And it's it's the exact same situation as Mike Davis last year. I think McCaffrey played like one more game than he normally had, but the lingering injury turning into now a backup running back ready to solidify himself. And Juba goes six foot, 201. So Mars, right? He's a he's a bruiser and he can run over people. So And he's got fresh legs coming straight out of college. He's a rookie. That's news and headlines. Uh, we're going to go into matchups of the week. So week four, NFL football, what you're looking forward to. Good NFC West showdowns this week. We're going to keep the Niners out of it because we talk about them a lot. Um, you guys know that me and Pat are big Niners guys. So they're playing the Seahawks. That's that. But real matchups of the week, Arizona Cardinals at the LA Rams. Battle of the three and O's. Who's real? I think the Rams solidified themselves as real last week beating up on the Bucks, and they were leading the entire time. Me and Vince touched up on it a little bit earlier in the week, but thoughts on this game? Does Kyler and the boys, Kyler and Cliff, do they have a chance against this dominant Rams team so far this season? I think they do. Um, I think the game is going to be a shootout, though. Uh, I don't think that the Cardinals defense is going to be able to hang with that offense with the Rams. Uh, I guess it's going to come down with if Kyler, if this is the game where kind of Kyler goes back to his mistake making ways. And, but I think the Rams are going to win, um, but I think it's going to be close. Maybe like a, maybe a high scoring game, like a 35, 31 game or something like that. Yeah. What's a, I mean, Pat, look at the over under while I speak about Kyler for a second. This season in 2021, three and zero. like I said, Kyler has a 76 completion percentage, 76%. Like absolutely astronomical right now. The past two games, he's been above 80% both times. Um, He didn't look great against the Jaguars. I mean, stat wise, if you're looking at it, he had a rushing touchdown, but he zero passing touchdowns, one interception. He had 316 yards and I think that'll be pretty consistent, but he wasn't the Kyler that we saw in the first two weeks and he has been making some mistakes, but I think um, his great play and kind of, really facilitating the offense more than we were used to seeing is been a pleasant surprise for cliff this year. And I think that's a big, and, and their defense, you know, Patrick kind of touched on it. Their defense isn't perfect. Um, they got torched by the Vikings, but I think Byron Murphy and Buda Baker have done their job back there and they, they do have a legit secondary. Um, if they can keep on getting pressure on the quarterback, like they have the first couple of weeks, I think they'll have a good chance. Matt Stafford's not the most mobile um, I do think the Rams will win this one. They'll probably cover the, I think it's a four point spread right now. I think they easily cover that. So it's uh, um, do you have the over under for me? Yeah. 54 and a half. 
54 and a half. So what are we, we're looking at kind of like a 34, 21 type game where they would need to cover. So I I think the Rams are able to put up those numbers. Um, It does depend on how much pressure they're getting on Stafford though. Stafford is not the most mobile guy, but he is very good at um, making a big throw under pressure. So that'll be fun to watch. Yeah. From the, from the games that I've watched, like watching the Rams, it, looks like he doesn't get touched sometimes, which is he doesn't face any adversity in the pocket. He can just take his time, find the open guy, which seems to be Cooper Cup. Also, they would they double cover, have like a safety shadow? Um, you can't. After Deshaun Jackson last week, Deshaun <laughs> yeah. Jackson, I mean, Deshaun Jackson's probably their wide receiver four, maybe wide receiver five. Um, Van Jefferson's been looking like a big piece of the offense. And, I mean, Robert Woods is there. Um, Daryl Henderson will be back this week. So, I mean, option wise, like Deshaun Jackson being the sixth guy and able to torch a team for 120 yards, Matt Stafford has options out there. Yeah. And this is the best offensive line that the Cardinals are going to be going up against. They played Tennessee with Taylor Lewan looking like trash out there. Honestly, um, he, he's had his bounce back, but he, he said it himself on Twitter that he played terrible. Minnesota isn't all the way there yet. They've been giving up points left and right. And then Jacksonville is Jacksonville. We don't need to talk too much about them, even though they might catch a dub tonight. Um, Maybe. But that that's kind of <laughs> – sorry. <laughs> that's Cardinals and Rams for you. I think it's going to be a, a fun shootout. Uh, I would bet the over just to have a good time with it because I'm excited. Me being in the NFC West or 49er fan, I don't, I'm not rooting for any team in particular. So the, a shootout would be fun. Second matchup of the week, Maher's Panthers. Um, he's an Eagles fan, but he's kind of the residential Panthers fan now. Uh, playing the Cowboys at the Cowboys. Jerome Boger game. The funnest NFL ref in the league to watch. I think we can all agree on that. We love Jerome uh, here. The lisp of a legend. What do you guys have in this one? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Panthers at the Cowboys. Yeah, I. Uh, if you were to ask me a week or two ago, I'd be all in on the Panthers. But they're just uh, – they're getting beat up in the wrong places. You know, um, Christian McCaffrey's out. A.J. – how do you pronounce A.J. Bouye? He was – I'm pretty sure he's still out. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the the rookie corners kind of hurt too. C.J. Henderson, so, though. On a short I think, I think Cowboys are too explosive of an offense, and I think they are going to put up point, points and expose whatever corners that the Panthers have out there. And I don't know if with the lack of um, – that dynamic running back in McCaffrey. I don't know if that they're going to be as explosive as offense as they should be. Uh, looking at a highlight right now, I kind of just Googled it. So don't take my word for it, everybody out there, but I'm seeing that AJ Bouye might be playing in week four. The Panthers are expecting a return as of five days ago from Panthers USA today, um, expecting a week four return. So we could see, and that was probably a big reason. I mean, obviously JC Horn going down, but they did just go out and get um, CJ Henderson Hasn't been the greatest corner, um, but he's a first-round talent, and he's going to be going into a new system that has made cornerbacks thrive in the past. So I I would expect those two to be out there, given hell to CD and Amari, but I'm kind of in the same boat where I think the Cowboys will cover this week. Their, their offense looks so dynamic. Um, even Ezekiel Elliott, as much as some people on here don't like Ezekiel Elliott, um, dude looked great last week, and Tony Pollard is rushing for like seven yards a carry right now, so... The running game is lethal. The weapons are some of the best in the NFL. Dak Prescott really just has to facilitate the offense and get him there. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Dallas takes this game quite easily. Um, I think we're going to find out who the real Carolina Panthers team is. 
But those injuries, I don't know if they can just overcome those this quick against the high-powered offense that Dallas possesses. And I mean, Darnold's how looking are... pretty sharp, though. I think. Yeah. Darnold's not looking bad. I think it's the same boat as Teddy Bridgewater to where they're not, like, massively impressing me, but they're also doing what it takes to win. And yeah. we're living in a day and age where obviously we like to hone in on fantasy and who's hot, who's not, but football is still a team sport and you have to lead your team there. And I think game managers are kind of slept on nowadays. And Donald looks like a good game manager. Um, it sucks. Yeah, I got a question. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could pick a team for the 49ers right now, pick a quarterback, would you rather have Jimmy G, Teddy Bridgewater, or Sam Donald? Sam Darnold. Jimmy G. Sam Donald. I think Sam Darnold. I think right yeah. now I'd have Sam Darnold. But do I still I do have Trey like Lance? Jimmy. Yeah. You'd still oh, have yeah. Trey Lance. Oh, then I would throw Trey Lance. I'd give Trey Lance a shot oh, for any yeah. of those guys. Yeah. I, I think Jimmy G is the only guy that I'd want leading. I mean, maybe Teddy Bridgewater. That's a good argument to make there. Um, I like Teddy a lot. Uh, I just I, I like Jimmy G's experience a little more than I like Teddy's right now. And that's a that's a bias pick. So second question, real quick, who's better, Teddy Bridgewater or Alex Smith? All time? Alex Smith. <laughs> yeah. It's Alex Not Smith. even close. Yeah. It's Alex Smith. Alex Smith right now is better than Teddy Bridgewater. You think so? No. I don't know. No, no, no. Teddy Bridgewater is playing pretty boring, great, boring football. He's managing the game, man. He's making one to two big plays a game. He's having 10 play drives. Like it, Keeping the defense on the field is such an underrated aspect of football nowadays. So I, I really – I think Teddy Bridgewater does a good job at keeping his team on the field, especially with those two running backs in Javante mm-hmm. and Melvin Gordon. I think they, they blend the offense pretty nicely especially for a defensive-oriented team. So they're keeping their defense fresh. Secondary's kind of been killing it for the Broncos. So, I mean, we could make it matchup of the week, um, Ravens versus the Broncos. That's going to be a solid one too. But our last matchup of the week is going to be Vince's Raiders on Monday night at the Los Angeles Chargers. Vince, I'll let you take the lead on this one. Are you nervous? You guys, I think, are – I think you're three-point dogs right now, even though you have the better record. What's your honest expectations for Monday night? I am actually incredibly scared about this game. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had obviously three good wins, but I don't think we've faced a team as well-rounded as the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I think Herbert is playing very well right now. Those weapons, Keenan Allen and, and Mike Williams are incredibly good. And I just – we haven't played wide receivers like that. I guess you can you, – you could – argue Pittsburgh, but Ben Roethlisberger's ass. Um, <laughs> it's it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be another one of those games where you have a heart attack going into the fourth quarter, but um, you were playing in Los Angeles. It is a second home game. I'm still pulling with the Raiders. I think we're going to be 4-0. Um, I think we're going to be 16-0, 17-0 now, but yeah. Thank you for your honesty. It's going to be incredibly fun to watch. Yeah, so, I mean, realistically, though, you're looking at these lines. You're putting $100 on it. It's Chargers minus three, so Raiders would be plus three. Over-under is 52. What bet are you taking out of those four options? Under 52. Chargers minus three. I'd say under 52. My What I think could happen, if in order for the Raiders to win, they kind of match up nicely as long as they do the right things. The Chargers have a really good pass defense, and the Raiders do have some receivers but they have a pretty dynamic running back duo, you know? So as long as they could keep running the ball and have, you know, long drives and then kind of keep Herbert off of his game, you know, to where Herbert has to wait seven, eight minutes between drives, you know, and he has a three and out here and there. I think the Raiders could 
realistically come come away with this game. My favorite matchup it... in this game is going to be Darren Waller versus Derwin James. That's going to be the best matchup in this game for sure. Agreed. That's a great yeah. match. It's going to be a great show. Like, I mean, the, yeah. both those guys are top of their positions. So. There's no one who can stop Darren Waller, and we really haven't seen Derwin James play very often against him. So this is, I think, this might be actually the first time they've played together or played against each other. So this is going to be like, this might just be the game of the week throughout. Jared the Cook's going to outscore Darren Waller. Ooh. <laughs> I'll take that. Put Ted on it. Re- revenge game saying. against the Raiders. Put te- oh, Ooh, fuck it. It. To see Put how te- your how your tackle handles um, Joey Bosa. I don't I'm, think that. Yeah, I'm I don't not think excited that you guys that. have really because you guys have played Miami. Miami Raiders. TJ Watt was hurt for the most for most and of the then game. TJ Watt was hurt, so you guys yeah. haven't really faced such like a high a fear. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Really inferior pass rusher. I think you could say the same thing for the Chargers. Honestly, their offensive line going against sure. Max Crosby, who's just yeah. fucking elite out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Max it, Crosby yeah. has put up solid numbers, so I don't want to say out of nowhere, but this feels like a breaking out party type of year for him. Um, he's kind of been in the spotlight and he's been making plays left and right. He got double covered a lot last week. So it, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I think this is a must have in the, and it's perfect Monday night. You know, we does saw Crosby, a dud of him. Does but, Crosby play the same side as Chase Young? He, he bounces around him and you yeah. need switch. How, how do they the all bounce do around. Now Chase Young? Do we know how, the, how Chase Young did against the Chargers? It comes I know it was not as well as we expected. It did go under. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Herbert had a lot of pressure in his face the entire time. I don't know exactly Chase Young's stats, um, but it, it did hit the under. So there, it was a good defensive matchup. And like yeah. I said, Herbert did have constant pressure in him. But Max Crosby, I mean, he was the 106th pick in the 2019 draft. So he's definitely looked like a huge steal for the Raiders. And Vince doesn't get to say that much about his draft pick. So that's it's something fun to look forward to. Uh, those are the matchups of the week. Again, little uh, consolation prize. We got the Niners at the Seahawks and then um, Broncos and the Ravens. Things we're looking forward to. Um, I'll get started on this one. I'm excited for George Kittle to finally get cooking. Um, he's obviously done. Yeah, but I'm glad that's the situation because me and Vince were going at it between Waller and Kittle. Um, obviously, Waller is kind of more of the fantasy threat. Um, George Kittle, I think I would rather have as the tight end for my team, but Darren Waller as the receiving threat. Um, he does a lot more damage in that aspect. Kittle hasn't gotten the yard after catch opportunity, and I think Shanahan's going to work on that this week, especially because the running game just hasn't been working too much. So Kittle against the Seahawks, typically he's getting like eight-plus targets when he's healthy. Yeah. Um, I, I went back and I looked at previous years, and he has missed a couple games against Seattle, but when he plays, he's got nine, nine, seven, and I think another eight. So he's he's definitely heavily targeted against his team. He comes out to play, and he likes to run people over. I'm hoping that Bobby Wagner sticks to that QB spy type look and isn't completely stuck on George. But, I mean, regardless, if George is able to wear down their best player, um, I mean, their best defender, really, that's only a bonus for us. And I think that's the type of – he wants to have a physical game against the Seahawks, who have typically been the physical defense, and we haven't really seen that as of late. Seattle's giving up the seventh most points to tight ends as well. So I think this could be a good opportunity for a breaking out party. It's a it's a good time for us to keep our offense on the field by just utilizing George over the middle. I like I like this as like a bounce back game, not only for Jimmy and the 49ers, but you know, also for Kyle Shanahan too. I think we're gonna see a lot of a crisper gameplay. Um I'm definitely nervous about our secondary. Uh we we were not looking good. Uh 
and especially like kind of Ryan, how you touched on earlier before we started, just the physicality of DK Metcalf and the speed of Lockett, it's just, just going to cause issues and for for our secondary. And I hope that Jimmy Ward and Tart are ready because they're going to be seeing a lot of action out there because Wilson loves to throw the football. I like the I like the 49ers outlook for the rest of the season. When I saw that we were favored by three points against Seattle this week, I was I, I get that they lost, but I was still a little. I was looking at it. I was like, really? Because the wide receivers are some of the best in the NFL. Lockett missed practice this week. Uh, he has a hip injury lingering. So if he's out, then I get the I get the ranking. But looking at our secondary, we have literally five injur- injuries to top corners and one DB. So. It's hard for me to say that we're going to be able to contain Russell Westbrook if he's or Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson, if he's anywhere near accurate this week. Um, and I mean, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, that's a tough task for any team, especially one that's missing five defensive backs. So it's, it's going to be a fun one to watch. I think George Kittle will get cooking, though. So hopefully our offense can stay on the field and we don't have to see too much of Russell Wilson. Um, Justin Fields. I think this is Vince's category. Vince, what are you looking forward to? Why is it Justin Fields? I'm 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 looking forward to seeing Justin Fields like with an actual play call. Um, I know we're still trusting Matt Nagy, so that's definitely tough. But um, he, I should simply put, he can't be any worse. Um, that team has solid weapons. They're playing a Lions team that is absolutely garbage. Um, but I think Justin Fields is going to come out showing that he deserves to be this pick and. That last that last week was a fluke, and yeah, it's pretty much all. I just don't want to see Justin Fields being this bad because he's not a bad quarterback. He's just in the worst situation in football. I've just last Second week how long he, he was holding on to the ball for so. I mean, obviously the offensive line wasn't great for him, and those Browns were getting right on him. But he's holding on to the ball way too long. Like it, I haven't seen the complete average of it, but it had to be around four seconds. How long yeah. he was holding it each play. Um, he, he's got to get the ball out. He's got to be a quicker decision maker. And I don't know if that's just going to come in one week's time. You know, this is not who are the bears playing this week. Lions. Yeah. So the Lions obviously not don't even. have anywhere near the pass rush that um, the Browns do, but Justin still is not an easy, not an easy matchup either. The Lions have been stingy. Dan Campbell is just keeping it, his guys in it and, I think they should have won that Ravens game personally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, it, it only took the longest field goal in NFL history yeah. to beat them. Um, I think that the Lions are probably the best 0-3 team resume-wise from what we've seen so far. Um, they've lost every game super close. Um, the Packers, they were winning at halftime, and they got blown out in the second half. So that was ugly. But they, they hung around with the Niners, and, I mean, they yeah. almost took out the Ravens. So. I think the Lions, if you're a Lions fan right now, you're kind of pleasantly surprised even though you're 0-3. Um, it, it's kind of stick to the typical Lions fashion to where you're losing games late, like that Rodgers to Richard Rodgers, I'm pretty sure, uh, Hail Mary late in yeah. 2014 or something. But it, it just gives me those same vibes every year. The Lions lose close games, and they never end up anywhere near the playoffs. So this is, uh, is going to be a fun one for Justin Fields. I, I agree. I think it'll be – It'll be interesting to see if he can really get rolling in this offense, how Nagy's going to scheme it up. And Nagy's more on the hot seat than any other coach in the NFL right now. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, too, is just um, not playing Miles Garrett. You know, it, they really put their rookie in a situation not to succeed. So uh, that's really as bad as it could get for a rookie is to pit, play your first game against the Browns defense with Miles Garrett in your face all game. 
you know, so he got a lot of mistakes to learn from. He's going to have a little bit more time in the pocket. So it's and just out of sorry, out of the uh, out of NFL rookie quarterbacks that are set to start this week, I think we have four. I think it's Davis Mills because I'm not including Trevor Lawrence right now. So we have Davis Mills, we have Justin Fields, we have Mac Jones, and then we have Zach Wilson. Out of those guys, who's going to have the best week, fantasy wise, and I mean leading their team wise. I think it has to be Justin Fields. Just looking at matchups, um, in my opinion, I don't think I think Mac Jones is going to get absolutely crushed against the Buccaneers and Tom Brady's warpath. But um, I mean, I'm hoping Zach Wilson comes out and you know is showing some sign of you know being a competent NFL quarterback because he's looked like absolute dog shit the last three weeks. But um, yeah, Justin Fields would be my answer for that. Zach Wilson right now is two touchdowns, seven interceptions on the season. I That's think efficient. I think Zach Wilson has has kind of a chance to to go off. Um, I think he, he has to be frustrated with himself. I think Mike Lafleur also has to be kind of upset, and maybe this is their kind of like coming out game. Yeah, uh, I can't hate on it. Mac Jones is only two touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, high completion percentage, just not very far. Um, he's averaging like 6.1 yards per gain. So it's I don't think any guy has impressed me. And so if any person, any one of those guys has the best week, it won't be a supreme surprise to me, really. Definitely agree with Vince, though. Sit Mac Jones if you have him. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the rookie quarterbacks that have started this, this, uh, this year, they're one in ten with eleven touchdowns, nineteen interceptions, and thirty-nine sacks. Jeez. So just yeah, just think about that. We put way too much, you know, expectations on these rookie quarterbacks, but it's yeah, it's not looking good for any of them. And Patrick, I, I hate to bring it up, but it, it is looking like they're going to kick the field goal gonna, in this situation. That was my one yeah. chance. That tight end screen right there was oh damn he broke it off that was my chance and he didn't do it but he announced it as it gets going virginia covered they actually won outright that's kind of crazy virginia beat miami yeah there it is all right um what do we got next things we're looking forward to who's real in the afc west we kind of already touched on that um we're going to see the broncos the broncos have played three oh and three teams so far and they're three and oh so obviously due to math there but um they're three and oh they're playing the Ravens. The Ravens are kind of the first legit team they're playing. That's exciting. Raiders are 3-0. and They've beaten solid teams so far. You can't knock the Raiders, but they are playing a tough Chargers team that just took out the Chiefs, who are somehow last in the AFC West right now. So um, we're going to see who's real out of the AFC West this week, and I, I think that'll be really exciting. Patrick has our last thing we're looking forward to, and it's actually not NFL. What do you got, Pat? College football is Saturday. It's super exciting. A lot of great matchups. We got... Ole Miss playing Alabama, Georgia playing Arkansas, Cincinnati playing Notre Dame, Iowa plays Maryland on uh, Friday, tomorrow. So just a lot of good college football games. We're going to look to get after it. And uh, Patrick, this will be the first week. We're going to tweet out – this will be the the whole upside play. I won't put all the pressure on Pat, but we're going to tweet out our picks Saturday morning. Um, So if you guys follow along for that. If you want to ride, let's ride. We're going to have a good week. Uh, Patrick's been pretty hot this year. I think he, what are you, 37 something something? 38 now. <laughs> 38, 28, 20, 26 and 1. 38, 26 and 1. Uh, solid percentage there. So Patrick's been hitting. Uh, again, don't want to put pressure on him. There'll be some of me and Vince's picks sprinkled in there as well. But we are going to be tweeting out our card this Saturday. And uh, we're pretty excited for it because we've had a solid year so far. Stash or pass? Um, Vince, you want to explain this segment? 
Yeah, so these are just players that you're going through your roster and, and you're thinking, um, should I be rostering these people or are these players eligible to be dropped? Um, the players who are going to be frustrating to kind of project and throw into your roster, but some of these guys you might want to keep for late season surges. The the Bengals just kicked a game winner. Rookie Evan Kane. McPherson, game winner. Love Second Randy. of the year. Yeah, uh, good call by Pat there. I mean, what was your over a... Maher? Forty-four. Oh, pain. just got it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I did math right. We're good. Yeah, so 45. but Maher Maher needed the minus seven as well. Damn. Uh, Thanks, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that's how it goes. I'm glad that was live. Um, so Stasher pass. Uh, we're we're gonna kick it off with Darnell Mooney, wide receiver for the Bears. Uh, Vince, what are your thoughts on Darnell Mooney? Are you stashing or passing? Um, I'm actually going to stash with Darnell Mooney because it only does take one play for him to be relevant. Um, but that quarterback situation is something you just need to deal with. Um, I'm okay with waiting on him because what we saw last year was he was always open. He just had a shitty quarterback overthrowing him. So, I think Darnell Mooney's a stash. I believe that he's going to be targeted more than four times a game. He's going to be up towards the 7-8 range. He's always got upside for a touchdown. And with Justin Fields in the play action, you got to you know you got to pay attention to the rushing quarterback. And you, Darnell Mooney's going to be wide open in the you know end zone. Darnell Mooney, um, some fun little stats for you. Snap percentage has been amazing, and obviously this uh, the. Bears wide receiver core isn't the most deadly, but Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney have definitely led the way. Uh, snap percentage in sequence has been 189.98, so he's on the field. Um, targets, he's gotten seven, eight, and four. And like you said, he's a type of guy that he's lethal when the ball's in his hands, and it looks like the Bears at least are trying to get the ball into his hands, and I think that strategy continues, especially because we haven't seen immediate success from it. So I agree. I think he's a stash for me as well. Um I just I really need to see some production. I I hate to say it, but I kind of would like Darnell Mooney a little more if Andy Dalton's back there. I mean, as of now, um, Dalton's been hurt, but he's kind of a pass first guy. And Justin Fields lingering with the ball in the pocket has been a problem. And Darnell Mooney is a guy that needs to get the ball out quick to him and he'll get you yards after the catch. So I, I do think he's a stash for now, um, especially when bye weeks start coming into play. So I would stash him as well. Next, we got Ronald Jones running back for the Buccaneers. Um, Ronald Jones is in a very, very crowded room. Maher, what are your thoughts on Ronald Jones? Are you stashing or are you passing him? I'm going to stash. It hasn't looked good this year so far, but it is early. He's obviously talented. They have a lot of guys. It's Like you said, it's not just a crowded backfield. It's just a crowded offense in general. Mm-hmm. So it is a little bit tough, but if you need a running back, they're hard to come by. He showed he could be a starter. He showed he could produce in the past. Maybe not so much this year. I hold on to him a couple more. I still think that they're going to try to use Tom Brady less and save him and use the running backs more. So if and when they get that going, then Ronald Jones is a guy that you wish you still had on your team. Yeah, and it's weird to see. I mean, he's gotten five attempts, six attempts, four attempts, and the running game hasn't necessarily gotten going. It's because Tom is throwing for like 400 yards a game. But I'm kind of in the same boat as you when you're in a league. Like Fantasy football is thin on running backs right now. Um, So 
I think with the bye week starting to come up and Gio has the MCL sprain, Giovanni Bernard, he has the MCL sprain. So I, I'm just I'm nervous about usage there. And I, I think that Ronald Jones is going to get a small uptick. Leonard Fournette has looked pretty nice, but it's, it's too thin at running back to just be dropping Ronald Jones. Um, if you can convince somebody in your league to take him from you for something better, I would go for it. But I, I would think he's a he's a slight stash right now. Uh, any closing thoughts on that, Vince? Yeah, you kind of hit my argument. It's just the scarcity of running backs, but he's wide receiver 73 right now, and he's behind four <laughs> different fullbacks. Um, so it's not looking pretty, but you just need to have that goose egg on the bench just you know, just in case Fournette goes down. We've seen Arians bounce back from you know different running backs before, so it might just have to be a stash. It's going to be gross, but you know it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, moving over to tight end, um, another Bears player. Um, there's a reason why there's a bunch of them on this uh, on this segment because we haven't seen too much production out of the Bears offense. Cole Komet, um, he solidified himself as the tight end one in Chicago, at least. Uh, there hasn't been a ton of usage towards those tight ends yet, and so that's a little scary. Um, any thoughts on Cole Komet going into this week? Is he a stash or a pass? I think I'm going to pass on Cole Komet. Um, it's just, you know, it's a single position. You can, you only start one. I feel like I would be more comfortable with a Dalton Schultz or, you know, like a Jared Cook right now, um, above Cole Komet, which, you know, are highly available players on waivers, but, um, that Bears offense needs to show me something before I'm confident in starting any of their weapons. Um, I, I do like Cole Komet as a player. Um, I loved him coming into the season, but, you know, Matt Nagy's garbage. So, uh, yeah, Cole Komet's an easy pass for me. Yeah, you can't stash too many guys on the Bears right now. I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, they've had seven red zone trips. He has zero targets in the red zone, Cole Komet. Um, he's got 12 total targets in three games. So you're looking at about four, and the average distance of target isn't very far. I think it's right around seven or eight yards. So it's just not something that I could really risk. And I'm not going to drop him in my redraft league. If I, But if I see someone better on the waiver wire that has a better opportunity, that's when I'm going to decide Cole Komet's gone for me. I yeah. should say that this is definitely for redraft. Like if it, if you're in a dynasty league, do not drop Cole Komet. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, Patrick? I was just going to say, until I, th- I think Matt Nagy is sabotaging that team for whatever reason. He's dying <laughs> on this Andy Dalton hill, and until they get rid of him, then you just kind of have to stash and hope and, hope and pray that. Because these guys are good. Komet's good, and Mooney is good. You just have to hope and pray that they get a new head coach. Yeah. Uh, so Cole Komet is probably going to be a pass for us here. James Conner running back out of the Cardinals. We'll just kind of speed through these. Um, red zone usage hasn't been great so far. Um, he did have two touchdowns last week, so this is a perfect guy to go out and try to trade. Um, you could convince someone in your league, say, hey, look at these stats last week. He has the two touchdowns. He finished relatively high just because of those points alone. Um, I'm not high on James Conner at all. I think this offense is going to get it done in plenty of different ways, similar to Ronald Jones. So he's going to be a pass for me. Anybody else kind of in the same boat? Are you stashing James Conner? No, I'm passing on James Conner. I believe that, you know, Chase Edmonds is going to be um, used more. The, the injuries are there for James Conner, so I'm kind of skeptical about having him, but he's definitely a pass for me, especially if I can grab like a Cordero Patterson or, you know, one other waiver wire running back. Yeah, and James Conner has 
I th- let me eight red zone attempts so far, and that's kind of what I was expecting him to be—just a red zone back. Um, he was used a lot in week one. He did not produce at all. Eleven carries last week, just forty-three yards. He did have the two touchdowns, but from twenty to twenty, I think it's it's tough for me to solidify him as some guy that I want on my team. And then in the red zone, if he's not getting those looks like I thought he was going to get, then I mean, what are we doing? Kyler's probably a more threatening running back in the red yeah. zone than James Conner is right now. Yeah, that's what uh, I was going to say. James Conner is pretty much the running back three on that team, so it's kind of you know hard to keep riding with him. Yeah, James Conner. I mean, uh, Kyler Murray in the red zone is so deadly. He's got those RPOs, and he'll just burn anybody if he needs to. Uh, last guy, Amon Ra. Amon Ra St. Brown of the Lions – me and Vince were very high on him, um, more so in Dynasty, but, I mean, I, I had him in my redraft league. Has not produced yet. Um, zero games of 25-plus yards so far. He just really had – behind Quintez Cephas and TJ Hawkinson and then the two running backs doing a ton of work in the pass-catching game. He's kind of the fourth or fifth target. I'd, I'd probably put him at the fifth or sixth target, being realistic right now. Good possession receiver. I think I'll have some value for you later on in Dynasty, so keep him on your taxi squad, but he's going to have to be a, a pass for me and redraft as of now. Yeah, I'm passing, but I'm keeping a close eye on that Lions passing attack. Um, Jared Goff's got to complete the ball to somebody, and Khalif Raymond and Quintess Cephas are guys that you know could easily be overtaken by the rookie sooner than later, so keep an eye on it, but I'm definitely going with a different wide receiver than Amon Ra. He just seems like a more burst-worthy Hunter Renfro, um, just really reliable on third down. I know it sounds weird to say because people aren't super high on Hunter Renfro, but Renfro's been super solid this year. Um, he's honestly yep. been a third-down monster, great route runner, and I think Amon Ra has the same kind of capability except for he has more burst after the catch. So I, I really do enjoy him in uh, in Dynasty Leagues. I have him in, I think, both of our Dynasty Leagues that we play together, so – uh, I'm I'm high on Amon Ra, just not in redraft this year, so he's going to have to be a pass. Yeah, big concern for me too is I know it's going to sound crazy because the Lions are 0 three, but I like I think the Lions are playing like their best football right now. You know they're yeah. like, they're okay. in these games. Yeah. You know, so the fact that he's not producing with how well this team's playing, it's a it's a little concerning. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think that them being able to hang in with the Ravens, and I mean. Like we said earlier, they they lost off of the longest field goal kick in NFL history. So yeah. that that's a, almost a W in my book. So we'll we'll have to keep a tab on these Lions wide receivers. But I think in redraft, it's just not really worth it unless you're in a super deep league. Last segment, and then we'll do some closing thoughts. The upside play parlay. Um, last week I burned the boys. Uh, I I actually forgotten. I forgot until this moment that I had to do the talk of shame, so I'm kind of underprepared for this. Yeah, that's um, even better. Just the, yeah, even better yeah, from the heart. Uh, from the heart. From the heart. I mean, the, the Seahawks fucking burned us. Uh, we all in all of us in the pick. I mean, this is my fault. I had them in the upside play parlay. All four of their picks hit. Mine didn't, and it was the last game of the day, so <laughs> we had to watch it slowly unfold. Um, Justin Jefferson absolutely tormented me all day. The The Vikings were on the field for what seemed like forever. Um, time of possession-wise, they had over 10 more minutes with the ball. And the Vikings played their best football of the day. And Seriously. me thinking Seahawks minus two, it literally seemed like the lock of the week. We were expecting to win 100-plus bucks each off of this huge parlay. 
And I even doubled down on the Seahawks because I was very confident. So it was a, it was a big loss. It was a big burn. Um, I wish I had like a I, Seahawks are probably my most hated team in the NFL just because of the 49ers <laughs> rivalry. And I, I wish I had a shirt to wear to even a dunce cap. Really? Um, I, I burned the boys this week. It fucking sucked, dude. I, I had to watch it slowly, slowly unfold. And it, it crept down to where, I, what do we lose? We lost 30 to 17. And it, just the whole first half, it was like, yep, I, I know it's coming. And then the Seahawks put up a goose egg in the second half. So once Tyler Lockett went down, it was kind of, it was, it was over. Um, just the, the text, the, like the all caps text <laughs> that you sent us. I just knew it was like, I could just, well, I could just like visualize like w- how you looked when you were saying that text and just you were like screaming out into the world. Like, why me? Why me? The best part about this is that we actually bet on the Falcons. And that wasn't the one that fucked us. I know, that, <laughs> like, that's it was what the I was, <laughs> I was saying that one was going to lose. All I think week. we all had the Seahawks as the lock of the week. I, I, like, I, I was very confident. <laughs> I'm taking ownership for this terrible pick, but um, I just, man, oh man, what a what a burn, Russell Wilson. And I have a feeling that he's just going to come out and ball out this week against my team, just to <laughs> yeah. smack me in the face twice. So, whatever, fuck the Seahawks. I should have known better. We'll get into this week's parlay. So, boys went four and five last week. Again, I burned us. I fucked us. Um, four, four, five. Not yeah, four, four out of five. So, not too shabby. Parlay of the week. We'll start with Vince's bet. He's got the Ravens. And is it still even? Is that still the odds? Right uh, I believe so. It, we'll is get now, back- it is now plus one. The Ravens are actually underdogs. Well, Ravens are underdogs. But little pat on the back for Patrick there. He's sticking up for the Broncos. But we are we are a team here, and so we all want our upside play parlay to win, especially in the second week, Patrick. Um, so we're doing Baltimore Ravens uh, plus one or even whatever. I mean, you can give up the point if you want and get a little more money on it. Um, that's Vince's. Ryan yep. has the Cleveland Browns minus two. One Nick's- and a half now. Minus one and a half. There we go. I like it even better because the minus two burned me last week. Um, Nick is not here with us today. Nick Pizzuto, Lions plus three. Lions are playing the Bears. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, Maher, are you, are you throwing two picks in there or just one? This is for the – for. oh, you have the – just kidding. He I has see the it. over for the game. So he's got the 49ers Seahawks over 52 points. And then Patrick has the Colts money line. So quick rundown. If you're riding with the boys, you're riding with the big parlay. We have we'll tweet Baltimore Ravens. And we'll, I'll make a graphic and I'll tweet it out Sunday morning. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, um, basically money line. Cleveland Browns minus one and a half. The Lions plus three. Niners Seahawks over 52. And the Colts money line. Any closing I, thoughts, boys? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say about this parlay. I think all of us liked the Lions plus three, but we yeah. didn't have the balls to play it for the for the boys' <laughs> parlay. So big props to Nick. I know he'll listen to this later. That one uh, definitely does scare me. For picking, for picking the <laughs> well, Lions. I don't know. Scared us he was bored last week. He was bored last week, and it paid off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, Falcons plus three. Game. I think all of us were like, fuck. Like, at least yeah. we won't have to do the talk of shame, and here I am with the fucking Seahawks. Um <laughs> So, I do have the odds for this if um, we'd like to tell the world. Yeah, I mean, plus yeah, what? Let's hear it. All right, so if we put, if you put $25 down, you know, five each of us, whatever, you pay out with $540. And okay. that's what I'm expecting each week, too. Um, so probably most of our parlays will be 20 to 25 to win 500. 
Um, we're we're not big unit guys yet. We'll we'll get there once you guys like and subscribe and download the podcast a lot more. Mm, that's cool. <laughs> um, Worth noting, we all have our own personal parlays throughout the week yeah. as well. This is this is <laughs> kind of a, a fun thing. Of interest. Yeah, this I'm sure there'll be two bets within this parlay that I'm going to end up going against, but I'll still root for the parlay. Um, closing thoughts, fellas. Yeah, just a close MLB race. If you guys are paying attention, all the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, and the Mariners are all within a game of each other right yeah. now for the uh, two wild card spots. It's going to come down to the wire. Giants need to keep on winning out to keep the Dodgers off of our heels, make them play the Cardinals in the one-game playoff. Super exciting. We're losing right now. Dodgers, I think, are up 5-1. Uh, MLB's getting getting tight oh yeah we're down four three so it's not it's not the end of the world but we just have to keep we have to keep winning and it sucks and that going into that does anybody else have anything i'm probably gonna be nope. a minute and a half here yeah so the mlb fucking sucks um i i enjoy baseball as a whole but the playoff format is absolutely terrible the giants and the dodgers are both 100 win teams probably both going to be at 105 plus wins this year and one team is going to be put in a position to where they need to win a game or they don't even get a fucking series. Like, how is the MLB going to make every single week, every single time you play a team, it's going to be at least a three-game series? And then the wild card game is going to be just a one-game playoff? You could have one dominant pitcher who can go out there and throw a complete game, and then we'll have a shittier team. Like, the Cardinals are what? Patrick, you tell me. How many wins do the Cardinals have right now? I think 80, 83, I think. They're they're in the mid to high 80s, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, Giants and the Dodgers are going to have almost 20 more wins than this team, and if they lose one fluke game in October, they don't they don't get an entire wild they don't get an entire series, and I, I just think that's ridiculous. You either make it a three game series in the wild card, or you turn it into a six teams from each conference, each division, and you let it ride out that way. You could have two bye weeks. You get more baseball. You get more tickets sold. You get more fans engaged in the game, a little longer of an October. It's it's just absolutely ridiculous. That and I'm speaking for Dodgers fans as well. Like I hate Dodgers fans from the bottom of my heart. But to see them have to go up against the Cardinals or us go up against the Cardinals and potentially lose and not get a series after we've both built our bill pens and we've built our teams dedicated to this playoff run, it's it's absolute blasphemy. Um, the MLB does really need to fix this. This is the second time this has happened in four years. The Red Sox and the Yankees had to deal with two 100-plus teams making it from the same division as well. So I get it. It's an old-time sport. We got to stick to the rules. But make the wild card at least a three-game series so we could have some sort of death come into play here. I, th- I think it's as simple as that. Um, and I, I really do. I feel bad for the Dodgers fans out there or the Giants fans out there. We're currently two games up. Dodgers are winning 4-3. We're losing 4-3 right now. So who knows? MLB, fix it, please. Any uh, any closing thoughts? Basketball what preseason starts this week. So, you know, there's something to look forward to. Fire right, up Scotty Barnes. <laughs> oh, the, what is he Ooh. on the Raptors? He's on the Raptors. My guy. Yeah. Upside play covers a little more than just football. Uh, everybody go to RoyalRetros.com. They got all the jerseys that you could possibly wish for. They have a customized section. Um, if you're on the website itself, you go to royalretros.com. You go all the way over to the right, you'll see custom. Um, you could DM me on Twitter or DM Dusty on Twitter. We'll help you out with any jerseys that you want. Um, there's a nice price breakdown. We can do whatever materials you'd like. Um, go over to the website, look at a jersey you want. We could 
do we have the vintage series icons section out there right now they're on a limited edition they have nice pricing for them i think they broke it down to 65 for the vintage icon so we have uh we have some jim kelly houston gamblers little uh usfl action we have the houston colt 45s so a, a lot of cool stuff on there throwback jerseys use promo code upside play get your 10 percent off Thank you guys so much for listening to the pod. We will be back on either Monday or Tuesday to give you some waiver wire advice and slightly go over the NFL week. Vote for the upside parlay. See you. Later. Bye.